What's good, Patreon fam, man? It's your boy, man. I'm back with an impromptu story time for y'all real quick. And y'all hear the vibes right now, man. That's that new LMA. I be listening to this going to work. Y'all hear that. And y'all see, look, my background's changed a little bit, man. I've I, I got a lot of stuff I'm going to be doing over here. Um, I got stuff on the wall to make this sound, all this stuff better. But uh, standing up right now, I got a new stand in this. Um, yeah, man, it's going in, man. But uh, today, you know, I don't know what this episode because I'm talking about what I've been up to or what I'm about to do. I don't know. I don't even know if this going to make it to YouTube. Uh, but let me stop this LMA real quick and we can really get into it. But yeah, man, what's been up with y'all? <laughs> funny, funny story. I actually just recorded this Right before recording this one, however, that video didn't have no sound for my mic. So, yeah, I'm going to try to do this one again. Probably a little bit more concise. Um, but appreciate y'all been rocking with me. Uh, you know, I hadn't dropped an episode in a couple of weeks. Been moving. I well, moved two weeks ago. And just getting a lot of stuff situated. Um, for those that are on the Patreon, I do know that I did. I think tell y'all I sit in another role. And this video I'm actually going to be talking about kind of what I learned in my first fintech role and why this company wasn't for me. And yeah, so let's get started. So technically this makes what month seven, I think for me at this company, technically. Uh, yeah, because I started it. No, my little girl is almost eight months and she was born in September. I think it's month six. I'm going to count out right now. We don't count the first month. So December, January, February, March, April, May. Six. Okay, six. Yeah, because we didn't count November. So six months really at this company. And um it's funny, man. Tavion told me he was like, I give you I forgot how many months he said he gave me, like working at an offensive company. And he was right. <laughs> well, I just say this one. And I think it was more so because it was just so different from what I've, you know, been accustomed to at the companies I worked for. Like we were more Streamline more documentation because we were technology companies that provided that service. This company, you know, has been more so Goldman Sachs was more so financial and backtracking into trying to be technological. And they don't have as many people stabbed as all the other big financial firms. So I think that's why they seem like they're spread so thin and there's some process gaps here. And I'm going to talk about them a little bit, right? So a little brief timeline is I started in November um, didn't do much. I think January around the time I finally started working on the ServiceNow project, or maybe late December, they had me do that because I've been using ServiceNow pretty much most of my career. And I brought them good value and insight from that. I mean, I was getting good complaints from the other VPs and even my managing director, you know, heard good stuff about, hey, he's doing good. So that's a pro. The pro was the, you know, the money, the bonus, the day. Uh, the different title, which warranted me like like obscene amounts of like not obscene but a lot of money recruiters would you know flood my inbox with so that's cool and everything but I'm gonna let you know some I'm not always all about the money because if I was about the money I wouldn't have went and got another job I just would have BS and just stayed here but that's really not me I'm about progress. I'm about getting better. Um, that's why I'm about my clients. 
And I'm always going to be transparent with you guys and with my fans, my listeners, you know, consider y'all like family being transparent with y'all and letting you know, like, as I go on these different journeys, so maybe they can help you out when you get there in your career, if not, if you've already been there. But so I got hired to be an incident response manager. And what an incident response manager is, is a person that handles incidents. And so when incidents comes in, we pretty much sign in lawns, we get all the information, we take down everything, we reach out to the parties that we need to involve, it could be compliance, legal, uh, you got the IR team, CTA teams, different vendors, upper management, et cetera, et cetera. Send out updates, send up Zoom calls, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it is, I guess, it's fun in some ways, I guess, because I mean, you're getting to see some stuff that everybody's not privy to what's going on. You know, with different vendors of your company or, you know, related to just our team or other stuff like. But for me, it seems like a glorified cybersecurity project management role for incidents. Uh, and that's not my style. I like to. I like to get down and dirty. I like to do some work. And so that definitely wasn't for me. Um, I didn't get my first incident until last month. So that's five months in, guys. So you do the math. Um, a lot of my issues was the fact that I was just standing around a lot at work. Well, I was standing around, but like it was a background. So let's get back into the background of it. Start off remote, being at home, only doing service now stuff, working on some little training here and there. But the issue was that with management, it was one of the biggest issues. I'm always having to ask you, hey, what can I do? What do you have for me to do? And you're not giving me anything to do. I'm having to listen in our daily meetings, you know. To figure out, oh, they're working on this. Hey, ask so-and-so, can I work with them on this? Like, why am I doing this? I'm trying to keep myself busy because I have nothing to do. And it, and all this stuff is not related to what I was hired to do. It was one of the biggest issues. So I will say leadership was an issue, surprisingly, right? For a company that values, like, you know, leadership and people skills. Um, no documentation. When I first started, hey, where's the documentation? Where can I read this stuff at? Our outdated SharePoint article. That didn't really help me any. No SOPs or none on how to, hey, what happens when you get an incident? Do this, do that, do these checks. Make sure you can log into these sites. Make sure you can access this so you can set up, you know, the incident rooms, blah, blah, blah. None of that. Right. So it, it was just a mess. Like, and I found out that, you know, my manager was kind of one holding me and my other coworker back. We both were new, started by the same time. Her, like a month after me, they would ask, you know, hey, do you want me to loop them in? He was like, no, I want them to focus on whatever they're focusing on. And he was telling them that for months. And nah, you know, that wasn't it, fam. So around March, uh, I've got my second dose of vaccine. And they were, you know, they kept on chasing the RTO policy, RTO return to work, more return to office. And at first, when they first started, it was like, yeah, you probably want to come to office, you know, until a while. But Right now, we do every other week. You do like two days, and then one week you do three days, which they could they should have kept that. I was like, all right, cool. But then, um, right, the earlier RTO was like, you know, you can't come into the office until you consider fully vaxxed, and they considered the booster fully vaxxed. So I said, hey, I'm not gonna be in the office till like August because that's when I get the I'm eligible for the booster. And it was like cool. Then they came back the next week and said, well, hey, they said we don't care about that. You fully vaxxed that too. And you need to come in. So I was like, oh, whatever. Like I had to come in that that next week 
Um, it was like right before I took off on vacation for my 30th. So I really didn't care. Got to meet my actual manager because he worked out of New York at the time. And he came down. We ate with the team. Uh, it was cool. We went to Top Golf, a couple of events, you know, nothing major. After that, it was back to status uh, quo. Then, like a week or two later, we find out that, hey, you know, yeah, had April. You know, so after I get back from vacation, I want to say maybe one week after I get back from vacation, we find out that he's retiring. So, <laughs> and that was kind of weird. I mean, he opened up to us in some interesting ways when he was down here to get me a real one-on-one, like how I see at that company. But I was like, what? So, you know, anytime you hear like your manager retiring and it's no like succession plan, it's kind of confusing, which has been confusing to this point. Like, no, not going to lie. I haven't been known who my manager or whatever it was for a while now. So, uh, you know, throwing all that in, and I kind of got ahead of myself. But a couple of other issues was the fact that, you know, now I'm spending gas that I plan on spending gas to go into the office. I am. I didn't. I found out that, hey, I got to pay for my parking. Every job I had of this, I didn't have to pay for my parking. When we had parking garages, I didn't have to pay for that. The company did. So now you tell me I got to pay $30 a week. And I did the math. That's about $1,500 a year for parking. That wasn't factored in when I negotiated. And so my, and I could say this ignorance on myself because I said that when I met with the MD. And I'll talk about that in a little second. But I didn't negotiate for that, right? And uh, they also offered us Grubhub um, to return to office. So it was like $20 credit a day. So three days a week, it was paying you know $60 for, per person. For us to eat if we want to use Grubhub. And then they took that away like a couple of weeks ago. So that's like strike number three for me. But so I found out my manager's retiring. And at this time, I think I still was like BSing. I finally get like my first incident. And then that was kind of wonky because there was no how to. I'm going to have to ask like the senior guy, hey, how do I do this? What do I need to do next? And all this. Like I shouldn't have to. I should have already been in those meetings, been on those calls, so I just been comfortable. I mean, it went hard to me. To me, it reminded me of when I was in the knock, having to like just do, you know, incident uh, incident management. Like same thing. It was easy to me. I just didn't know who to contact or how what format they like, like their particular like who gets wood and how it's sent. So it was all that. But while all this stuff is happening, I had already been interviewing. I've been spending a block just because I'm not, you know, I'm letting nobody waste my time. One thing about me. People tell you, like, I'll leave. I'm not going to get mistreated. Um, like, I didn't have the cachet to do that earlier on in my career, but now, but, uh, you know, booming Instagram, I mean, LinkedIn profile, nice Twitter, YouTube, a podcast. I'm valuable now. You know, companies see the value in me. And that's the reason why I tell people, you know, to pretty much market yourself because it's a marketing game. It might not always be who the best, might be who's the most marketable and, you know, who's the most likable sometimes. But, I had a meeting with the MD and I wanted to know, hey, like, what do I do for, you know, salary readjustments? Because my last company, I reached out to my manager. She put me in touch with the HR person and they said, oh, you know what? Hey, you are getting on the page. We're going to adjust it to this. And they did it. It was done fast. It was on the next check. Uh, I meet with the MD and he's like, uh, yeah, they only do that once a year, blah, blah, blah. I was like, cool. So my mom said, that's it. You know, I'm already, y'all already lost me. Dad, Ben lost me. Like, let me tell you, and my coworker and my girls, all the people that can speak to this, but I had mentally checked out a long time ago once I wasn't doing no work. Like, I'm talking about, I, then I was getting to the point where I was really getting frustrated because 
I was like, why am I here? Why am I driving up here and not doing nothing? Like just enough to do nothing. Some days I had some stuff to do. For the most part, I wasn't doing nothing. I was doing the same thing I was doing at home. And that was irritating to me. So I felt like that was garbage and trash. I was like, bro, really? So I started spinning the block. I had some different interviews. Uh, I'm trying to see who that I, I, I talked to a couple of companies. Main companies was uh, I talked to Amazon. We had a brief interview. Um, I don't think I was a good fit for that role. And that'll probably be its own, probably its own video because that was, that was pretty straightforward how I got the interview. Uh, I was about to be in the process. For, I was in the process for this nice cybersecurity role, Liberty Mutual. Uh, I was in the process for Robinhood for a security engineer role. I was in the process of Dropbox for a security engineer role. And I ended up deciding on taking this offer for Chase because they they wanted me. And our process was quick. I don't have, I didn't have time, any more time to keep on driving to work because I was going to lose it. <laughs> but... And then uh, while this time is happening, I moved away. So you guys know I moved. So I'm even farther away from where I used to stay, which is farther away from downtown Dallas. I'm like, nah, fam, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming in no more. So that next week is when I talked to Chase, killed the interview. In uh, this role, I'll just briefly talk about it real quick. I'll be a, a VP, uh, which is like just financial terms. Like you're like a, high senior level person. And my team will be reviewing and fielding like firewall requests from different business units. Like they want like their app to be, you know, coming through a certain port. We review that and ask them why, what's the business justification. And then what we reviewing, like if we see any suspicious or malicious activity with that. So it's pretty cool. I think uh, it's going to definitely be beneficial for me because one thing about my career, is I've always been looking long-term of how, I could be well-rounded and possibly be a director eventually. So I did a lot of different things and I could bring that expertise, you know, anywhere I go. But let's just move along. The interview was cool. I killed the leadership questions, like killed them. Um, and to where Buddy was like, hey, man, I'm going to be transparent with you. We want to offer you. Like our interview, <laughs> look, hey, one thing about black people, we're going we gonna to be black because I interviewed for that job while I was working from home one day. <laughs> but um, <laughs> like I did all my jobs in the pandemic, I interviewed while I was already working from home. But the thing was, they told me, so that was a Monday, verbal offer me in because a recruiter called me like a couple hours later. Then by Thursday, they sent me the offer that I signed it. Background check only took two weeks. That passed. And they, once that passed, I put that resignation in. And, you know, then people... I mean, if you really were paying attention to me, you would have figured out, hey, he 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 about to go. So like, we should talk to him. That's the thing. No manager. So no one-on-ones in a while for people to really judge my mental state to see how I was feeling or what I was thinking to try to retain me. You know, if you would have put me like, uh, uh, I ain't going to say his name, but there's like this the infrastructure team or another team, detection team or something like that, I would have loved to do that because I like doing that. I like working on detections or infrastructure, just something a little bit more technical. It's going to keep me learning. But they didn't do that, so they're losing me. And um, I talked to the manager when I put the stuff in, and I was just telling them, hey, you know, reason why I'm leasing, no documentation. It took them five months for me to do my first incident. Uh, the commute is killing me. I don't like the workplace. Like, it's too crowded. Um, it gets on my nerves. I, it was a lot of stuff I told them, you know what I'm saying? And to me, I always make the best decision for my family. I'm getting paid more money. 
I'm going in the office. Uh, next days, the office is closer to my, you know, where I stay now. So, you know, I'm making a smart move. And like I said, I'm working with a, a different company. And I think um, from the reviews and I researched this company before I took the offer and stuff like that, like I like I liked a lot of their benefits, stuff like that. So JP Morgan is a good company. So that's why I took that. And um, yeah, man, that's, I know y'all expecting a little bit more. I mean, it was some a little other foul play going on with the, my old manager we found out like he actually got some other stuff in the works. That's the reason why technically he retired because he'd been out like 20 years, but he, he's going to be doing something else pretty soon. But he got probably got some NDAs and stuff where he can't do anything for X amount of days. Um, got some shady stuff going on with coworkers a little bit uh, with my other coworker. I, was, I, I really hate that I'm leaving her because um, nobody was going to look out for her the way I did. Um, they just weren't. Um, I, I know she knows that, but uh, she's tough. She got spunk. She'll, she'll make it through. Uh, it's funny because one of my friends actually <laughs> works at Goldman now, too, and uh, I'm leaving him, too. Uh, so, But I think they'll be okay. I just think it just wasn't a good fit, and that's what you got to learn in this thing. It's like every job won't be a good fit. Sometimes you, it just runs its course, and it's okay to go somewhere else, you know? Companies are not tripping over job hopping. They want the person that can do the role. And my resume, my profiles, my recommendations speak for themselves. I speak for myself when people talk to me, and that's what it's really about. But uh, I just wanted to give y'all this update, kind of like why I left, what's going on in the future. And I got a lot of good other content I got coming. Trust me, I got some stuff coming up. And I'm going to announce the patient. I'm going to know first. Um, so I don't even know by the time after I rewatch it, maybe. Uh, this going on Patreon for sure. I don't know if I'm putting it on YouTube or not. Uh, but I appreciate everybody for tuning in with me. Hope I got this concise. I ain't want to filibuster. Have some super long soliloquy with y'all today. And um, yeah, y'all let me know so far how y'all liking the office space. Like I said, I got, I'm going to add like a big canvas picture back there. And um, I'm adding some more stuff to hold the sound in. So the sound is a little better in here. But yeah, I appreciate y'all. It's your boy. And um, hang on, we gonna let LMA take us out real quick. Let's see. But yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? If you are on my Patreon, go ahead and share with some people you know that this could be beneficial for. And if you need some help, you know, interview tips, consultations, anything, you know where to find all my links and stuff like that is on my social media or just reach out on the Patreon video request. Make sure you DM me for that. I, I got some that I will be doing pretty soon. I'm almost 100% situated here, but I appreciate everybody, man. And like I say, let's stay textual. <laughs>